Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. Welcome back. This is the Hit Factor Podcast. Uh, we've got special episode coming for you tonight because we are discussing power rankings and I'm super excited about that. Uh, Jeff Cawthon's with us as always. Myself, Jeremy. You guys are used to Potato, otherwise known as well. Potato said that he was that he should look like a person who went to work. He worked all day and then came home and put his undershirt on to do some dry fire gun work or something like that. I think Potato looks like he hasn't worked in five or ten years, and. That's what we got, but that's kind of the people that we get in USPSA. So especially if they're from Maine, I guess he could look like he's been like fishing for lobsters all day. That would make sense. Mm, I could see it, like the deadliest catch, like type of deal. Like yeah, you see that? Like I could see him on a crabbing boat. Or right. in Maine, it'd be lobster boat. Just getting one know. of those those uh, big ass rain jackets. Yep. jackets and he- I mean uh, sixty-seven thousand dollars on the Snow King this year and uh, <laughs> six weeks of work. I haven't slept in three days though. But my daughter's doing great as captain. Oh, Do y'all have crab up in Maine or is it or is it lobster? Yeah, Just there's lobster. crab, but that's but but the big fishery, the the largest commercial fishery is absolutely lobster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we have another new special guest, which are. Video viewers, you can't see him, but the audience, the audio listeners will hear. He is, he's here because of Discord fame. So if you want to be a guest on the podcast, be like Potato and be like our other guest and be on the Discord and make lots of comments. I have flies. If you're watching on the video, I'm going to be shaking flies off all day. But Mr. Like flies on, I can't remember the rest of the phrase. Is it, is it Caton? Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> ah, perfect. Yeah, that's it's uh, well, that's the the fourth pronunciation I've heard in the what ten minutes. Uh, it's uh, Katen. <laughs> Katen. Okay. Yeah. Is is there an ethnicity that goes with this? Uh no, my dad made it up, and uh, <laughs> my mom made sure that I had a normal middle name in case I got bullied. Did you? So like no. Chad? Well, I mean, like, I don't care, so whatever. Okay, I, I, that's hey, that's that's the best explanation I've heard for a, a name like that before. So that's great. Uh, and so, power rankings. Uh, this has been probably the most exciting. I think the most exciting power rankings we've had maybe since we have started it, because. For one, the top seven have been unchanged as far as who have been in the top seven. I think almost since we've started this, they've they've changed order, but who was in it? So that has that has changed, and then we have new people in the top seven, and and there was just a whole lot of a whole lot of turnover. This this is coming off of K Optics Nationals, that was obviously the biggest factor in this power ranking set. 
but it's it was also just the the biggest deepest competitive field that we've had at a nationals in i'll just say recent memory i'm not going to say ever but i'll just say recent memory and so so that's what we got in our power rankings for those who haven't seen it on social media or anything like that uh moving up into first place is christian he won carry optics nationals he's he's i mean he's a stud so he's he's number one here we actually had a tie for second between nils and jacob hetherington so they're tied for second and then moving up into the top seven in a big way is john vlieger and actually pretty sure i got his name right this time well so yeah i think so uh so that's good. He, he had a fantastic nationals. It seems like anytime nationals are around, he shows up. Some of the, I, I think my observation of John is that some of the level twos where the shootings may be a little bit easier, the hit factors are going to be a little bit higher. Uh, the scores kind of get compressed. Uh, he may not be as fast as some other guys on just, just the straight hosing stuff. But when it comes to technical shooting and and you really have to aim and there's there's danger on on a lot of the targets or most of the targets, he seems to really excel at that. And that may be a nationals thing. It may because man, I don't know how much you guys know of Brooks Kepka is a professional golfer, and he does he's not won a whole lot of regular PGA Tour events. He's on Live Tour now. He's not on the PGA Tour, but but he's won five majors now and he's always a factor in the majors because his mentality is just that half the field are going to tank for the simple fact that it's a major and they're all stressed out and they're just not going to play well. So I, I have, I only have half the field to beat at a major of what I do at other, a normal match, a normal tournament. And I think maybe we see a little bit of that with John, which is, hmm. is cool that the biggest match of the year, he, he's able to to bring his best stuff. Uh, then we had Max come in fifth. He's he's shot really well all year. He had a solid nationals. He's probably he I think he's probably a bit disappointed in where he finished. He was really really up there in the top the top 2 or 3 or 4 uh, going into the last day and didn't have a great last day. Uh, Garen Singleton is the other he has not been on the list at all, I don't think. Yeah, in, how, in the past. how does that work? How is how is he not on the list? And then from one nationals in one Two division. Matches. So it's it's the uh he he's been on the super squad in production, um, going back where, where he started a few years ago. And yeah. um, he, he had a strong uh CO nationals three years ago or two years ago in twenty twenty one. And we talked about him as someone who could uh easily break into the the top tier. We also talked about him as sort of a likely strong finisher at this particular match. And then he yeah. beat two other people who are sort of in that top 10 the week before nationals at a Kentucky, uh, at the Kentucky section or state match, the level two there. So he went from winning a level two to coming in uh, where he did at CO nationals. And I think we kind of have to acknowledge Somebody on a hot streak, um, and the the level of talent that it that reflects, even if you don't have the duration or the multi division threat that we might think of for right. somebody like Nils. So, what if he like 
doesn't shoot iron sight. Uh, he'll, well, then he'll... his his scores will decay and he'll fall out of the top twelve. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, it... and any information to sort of to, I mean, I think we're trying to say who's really hot right now, who's really powerful <laughs> right now. Like at this moment, where is the heat? Not historically, who's the best there ever was? Not who's most likely to win match X in the future, but sort of right now. And so if somebody isn't shooting matches right now, their name's going to fall down because we don't have any any reason to sort of rate them highly. Okay. And I think I'm getting ahead of Jeremy here, so I'll stop. But that's going to come up later in these rankings. Yeah. People who are falling just because they haven't shot in matches. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think uh, Garen is a good one to stop on because because that's kind of the first name that's like, wait, he's mm-hmm. he's tied with J.J., because he, the, him, and JJ were both tied for sixth place in our, in our rankings, and I'll kind of explain how we ended up with ties later. Uh, but so it's like, how can a guy that a lot of people have never heard of, a lot of people have never heard of Garen, be tied with JJ, who's one of the most well names known, most well known names in the sport? Well, yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a who's the best shooter of all time. It's not even a list of like who do we think are the best shooters in USPSA. Like it's, it's not even that. It's it's who is kind of the hottest right now, and and that's a perception deal. Like we're we're not, obviously we're we're not just gonna do order of finish for Carry Optics Nationals because then that's just order of finish. That that certainly plays a big effect. But Garen was fifth at this at Carry Optics Nationals. So you have what we have all said, everybody has said, this is the deepest nationals in recent memory. It's going to be super tight at the top. And he comes in and he gets fifth at that. Like that's not a, that's not just a, you have to have some serious skills to finish there where he did. And yeah, to Potato's point, he shot really well at Kentucky. And I actually put, uh, I actually put a little bit more on that Kentucky match than I might some other level twos because I know that that was Leif's match. Leif put that on, and I know that Leif puts on put on really good match with really good stages. So uh, this isn't just a this isn't a double tap. This isn't uh, a match where all the targets are just in super close, and it's just who can who can pull the trigger the fastest like i know that it's a going to be a true test and so it's like well he shot really well there and he mm-hmm. shot really well at this nationals he has to be he has to be pretty good and so yeah so it's a it, it is a bit of a perception deal historical performance plays into that it, like there's there's no way to to completely remove the bias and i think it should i think that actually helped jj a little bit is is he was able to be tied for six because we know how historically good he is. Uh, uh, like, so I, I certainly think that played in some people's favor. And so, okay. So I think this is the first time I've actually heard you guys say that this is more of a, like, who's the hotness contest rather than a, like, who's the best all around shooter right now contest. They're kind of list. the same though. Yeah, I mean, what you just said was kind of you the same. Can't yeah. Be, yeah, you can't be the best shooter if you're not currently shooting matches. Right. Right. But, so, but so you're not taking into, like, 
historical, you're not taking into account like historical iron sight wins or anything like that. It's, it's what you're currently shooting. Um, uh, no, we're taking that into account. Like it's, it's subjective. Like the point is to argue about it. It's <laughs> to have people who are paying attention disagree. Yeah. If everyone right. paying attention agrees, then there's not really much here. Right. And so I can tell you, Jeremy and I disagree. We did not come up with the same right. list. And we came up though, the, the top five people, they were all the same five people. And only one was sort of in a different order. And that's not order of finish at Carry Optics Nationals. So we sort of independently looked at the information out in the world and we're like, hey, these are the people who are hot right now. Um, and then the farther down you go, the sort of more disagreement there is. And for yeah. me, at least, that's what's exciting. The idea that names that people paying attention to might have heard or known about for a few years. But uh, folks who don't neurotically follow match results at random right. level twos across the country don't know. Uh, it'll it'll be new to them. And, you know, Garen, who did he beat at Kentucky? He beat Leaguer. Right. We were rating very highly. And it was right there. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Like, post-match. I mean, he beat like, him by a couple of points, but yeah. Yeah. So to explain a little bit of the our people shooting currently, we haven't got to the name yet, but Sal ended up 12th on this. Sal has been perennially in our top seven for a long time. Mm-hmm. But Sal has not done any shooting. Like he did not shoot carry optics nationals. I don't think Sal's a worse shooter now than he was then, but he's he's simply like it's kind of a dull time in his season. And he didn't shoot he didn't shoot CO, so he's kind of got a he's gonna get bumped down a little bit. Christian on our very first power rankings this year, he was he was third in that, if I remember correctly. And I mean, yeah, he, he won the world shoot last world shoot last November, but basically he had not shot any matches since then. I think he had shot one, like the empire sectional, which was not, like it's not like a highly well attended match. And so. Although your other of, guest was there. So let's. <laughs> true. True. Uh, yeah. She did have to come through him. He did have to go through Caton. <laughs> so True. <laughs> but but that didn't give him a whole lot of that didn't give him a whole lot of points. And so like the other guys had they had been shooting a lot more matches than he had against stiff competition. And it's like, well, yeah, Christian did well in open in uh, last November, but that was in that was in March, I think, when we did or April when we did the last one. That's a, a big spread. And so, you know, he didn't he didn't get the top spot at that point. So yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of a little bit of explanation of what the power rankings are a little bit and and why that is. Like I said, Garen Singleton and JJ are tied for sixth. We had Mason in eighth. Again, that's a little bit you know Mason had us. If you have a tie, if you have a tie for sixth, why don't you have a seventh? That's because that's when you rate things. Oh my gosh, Jeff! The same. Yeah. Do you know how to add? Jeff, but can you count? No, I think that if you lose the tiebreaker, you should be stricken from the list and forgotten about. Okay, that's yeah. I guess like that's you fair. just you're objectively a loser. Yeah, that's true. Jeff Mason is eighth because there are seven names ahead of him. Oh, there I get s- that. So he so he would be eighth, right? But you have two sixes. 
Jeff needs to see the seven on the list, otherwise it just like yeah, there, I need no to see s- the number seven. Why oh, you skipped seven? It's like what the just hell? like put it on the right somewhere, just like not in the order. <laughs> it's cause seven, eight, nine, right? Could you just put like a seven with a, like a pending by it or something? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find okay. your stupid list now. It's it's on Instagram, buddy. Uh, I can't find my login to Instagram. <laughs> it's in the you Discord in the Power Discord Rankings channel. Power Rankings. Okay, I got it. I got it. Still missing the seven. Got it. Go. Mason was eighth. Uh, he had a he had a I think a disappointing for him nationals. I think he was expecting expecting better. Uh, and this is kind of where stuff starts getting really like where this is where. Um. Potato and I really kind of started our list started diverging. Aaron Eddins ended mm-hmm. up in ninth place. Aaron's yeah. the defending open national title. He he shot a solid he shot a solid carry optics match. He didn't he wasn't it was good enough to be like, okay, yeah, that's a that's a legit finish there. Yeah. Uh Scott Brown is tenth. He ended up tenth on the list. And you know, I had him ninth, and Potato had him tenth, so that was really pretty close for both of us there. You know, Scott had a, Scott finished fourteenth at Carry Optics Nationals. That's not a that's not a great finish for somebody that's tenth on the list, but at least at least my thinking, Potato can can talk about his. Mine is is a little bit okay. This is not Scott's main division. He does not shoot a dot in his main division. He's he mainly shoots irons. And mm-hmm. so by shooting as well as he did at national, because 14th at this match is really, really good. By shooting as well as he did, it it validates how good he is with a with his main in his main division. Right. So yeah. like I yeah. I hold like he he kind of almost gets a little bit of a bump, even though he wasn't in like that top five, that top ten, he almost gets he almost gets a bump because we don't necessarily expect his secondary division, him to be quite as good. At least that's that's my personal thinking. Other people can disagree with that, but that's my personal thinking. I don't know how you thought about it, Potato. Very similarly. That's actually why I rated not just Scott Brown, but Aaron Eddins and Andrew Hyder so highly is people picking up unfamiliar equipment, slightly different division, minor scoring. I mean, these things actually do matter. And one of the reasons we all consider Nils so highly is not just because he wins all the time, but because he's a threat in every division. And because he understands shooting on such a fundamental level that the equipment or the division sort of particularities don't tend to affect his performance. And so seeing new people perform at their level in a different division suggests that they're... Yeah, I mean, this is why like I had Scott Brown ahead of people who finished ahead of him at the CO match. Yeah. So does anybody know anything about Trace Decker? So He's a great shooter. Sixth uh, place. In all honesty, Trace is the is the one guy that I think has has a legitimate beef and being pretty upset to <laughs> not to not be mentioned on this list. Well he got mentioned now, so he got he got mentioned well, on the podcast. Did. So the, uh, so the I'm on the fake why... seventh entry. Yeah, he's seventh. <laughs> yeah, he's, on my he's list, he's seventh. So, so, so Trace Decker is the ghost seventh. And the reason why 
he's not on my list is he outperformed his recent performances at CO Nationals, which is great. But that's that's where he finished relative his 93%. That's what he shot relative Garen at Kentucky. That's what he shot relative Tom Castro at Ohio. So, and Trace Decker, he doesn't need me to tell him he's a great shooter. Uh, he knows that. But this year, he hasn't sort of climbed to the heights that I think he can. And hopefully his Nationals finish and his Nationals performance is the start of that next piece. And it'll be easy for us in a few months' time to say Trace Decker should, should be on this list. But again, think looking at the last few months, it's like this is a sort of a top-level shooter who historically finishes in the low 90s relative other top-level shooters. So you said Trace was at the Kentucky match? Is that what you said? I believe so. I'm working from memory. If you're checking if you're checking out my math, you, people will quickly figure out I know even Yeah, it was like not, basically 95% singleton. Okay. And he was at Ohio. Yeah, so that, that that was kind of the that was a little bit the deal with with Trace is that it, it seemed like he had a a single standout match that wasn't that was that was quite a lot better than his other matches. Which you could say the same thing for Scott Brown as far as CEO is concerned because his matches leading up to this weren't great as we talked about on the previous podcast. But this is this is where. This is where historical part actually, for me, does play a bit into it. Because looking at Scott Brown, looking at a, a John Vlieger, like Scott was less than a point away from winning limited nationals a year ago, and then he and then he had a mm-hmm. he had a yeah. good nationals, a, a really good nationals here in a division outside of his his normal division. John Vlieger is like every nationals. He is he's right there. And he was actually leading if I remember correct, he was was he leading after day two? He, he was he was right there not at the here, top. Not this year. Not this year, but last year he did. He, he Well then maybe it days. was day was it day one then? He was leading after like one of the days. Maybe it was day one that John was leading. Day one. Uh like but so yeah, it's and again, like this is again it's perception. If if people want to come and argue, I, they can. T- I'd love to come. Tell us we're wrong and tell us why you think we're wrong. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's perfectly fine. And Trace Decker, like I said, he has. I think he has the most legitimate argument to come to come say, "Hey, you guys, you guys messed up here." And there's a and, great track record of people telling us we're wrong, and then they win their next major. Mm. So I it, right like so if Trace goes on and like is is right there winning matches or really, really close to winning matches going forward, then absolutely. I think he would, he would probably get the bump onto the list. So let's, let's see him do it. This is kind of a call up. So then, and then we, hmm. we end up our, our 12, we're, we're at 12 people now. Uh, Joey Sauerland, who did not shoot this match. And then Sal Luna is 12th, who did not shoot this match. It, it just seems like Joey Sauerland shot the Kentucky match. Am I remembering that correctly? Potato? He did. And for a limited shooter, shot an incredible score there. So he's been kind of on this upward trend. He's he was on the he was on our others receiving votes last time, and and he's just he seems to be on that upward trend. So and then Sal is Sal ended up. I had Sal twelfth. 
uh, Potato had Sal 13th. And so Sal, we recognize he's still a great shooter. He just hasn't been shooting lately. Others, other people that got votes for us between the two of us are Miriam Brantley got votes. Gianni Giovanni got votes. Dazi Zhang got votes. Andrew Hyder got a vote. And then we both had Jay Beal 15th on our list. We both went to 15 names and then we called that to the top 12. So how we, how I end up with our final scores and how we end up with ties. And this is where, where the discussions open to maybe we want to change it. So we don't have ties in the future. What we do is I compile a list, potato compiles a list. We do that fairly well independently. And it's the math is real simple. If you're first, you get 15 points. If you're second, you get 14 points. If you're third, you get 13 points. So on all the way down to the list. And then I just add both of our lists together. So we both had Christian first. So Christian ended up with 30 points. I had Nils second. He had Nils third. So Nils ended up with 27 points. And then Jacob was switched. I have Jacob third. He had Jacob second. So they both had 27 points there. And so on down the list is, is how I then compile it. So the question is, should I leave ties or should we have a tiebreaker? What do you guys think? How would you break the tie? Well, I have a, I have a possible solution. For, I have two possible solutions right now for breaking the tie. But is, the question is, do we I want mean, to, do we, Jeff obviously needs the I mean, tie to be here's, broken. Here's he the cannot thing. handle it. Yeah, here's the thing. This whole list is so subjective. I don't understand why you have a tie other than what you just said. Like, why not just pick one over the other? Well, because if we pick one over the other, Jeremy will just pick the one he rated. Higher. Yeah, Jeremy, it's, it's your podcast. Why don't you just be like, Potato, I'm doing this. This is the list. So that's, that is my, that is one option is that my list would be the tiebreaker. So if they are higher on my list, whoever was higher mm-hmm. on my list would, would get the, the other place. Actually, uh, wait, what the hell? I should make the call. I should that, make the tiebreaker okay, call. Okay. That was my other option is that <laughs> if there's a tie, Jeff has no input on the list because he can't, he can't think this far out. He, he can't come up with a whole list. That's not happening. But if there Trace is a tie, be on that list. yeah, but who are you going to move off? That's what you can't, that's what you, where you would just get totally that, stumped. That, honestly, that's why this is fun is, is you limiting have, ourselves to this. Yeah. Yeah. You got so, two so, gaps in there. There's a three and a seven missing. So you got to <laughs> So we can we can let in the future we can if we want to I can just give Jeff two names not tell him where they're at on the list just say hey two names who do you think's the better shooter currently and yeah. let him let him decide that yeah and let, yeah I'm down okay well in the future okay so okay well it won't be published but Nils or Jacob. Well, you got to give me time to do some research. No, right now. Right now. Nils or Jacob? Nils. You've seen all the results. Okay, so Nils is second. Jacob, I'm sorry, you're third. Officially, it won't be published, but officially, Nils is second. Jacob's third. Okay, six. Garen Singleton or JJ? Ooh, Garen Singleton or your boy, JJ? Mr. I can't make equipment right. Look, look, let's just be fair. It's it's JJ. Really? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, it's JJ. But Gary isn't beholden to people who make bad gear. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I, I actually, like raw I shooting JJ skill, eight. like, you know, maybe, but, like, JJ has to uh, fight not only everyone at Nationals, but, like, his sponsors. Yes. Okay, so JJ, JJ was – I had a, a discussion about JJ. And and they were pissed that how can how can Garen Singleton be tied with JJ? He's he's a current world champion. How can he be tied for sixth place? That's ridiculous. That's fair. Look, that's that's a fair take. But one world he has a world title and he beat who? Like who did he beat to win that world title? Other people in the world. Uh, Got him. Uh, there, Got him. <laughs> there wasn't. Just, there just wasn't give us a, lot a couple there. names. Just give us a couple names, Jeff. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I can't even name, pronounce name five their songs. natural names. Name five songs right now. So, <laughs> yes, JJ has a world title, but JJ also ran from Christian to win that world title. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, JJ can get pissed, Ooh. but JJ qualified for no, open. No, Beretta doesn't make an open gun. Let's be. What did he shoot at Beretta, Open Nationals last okay, year? Okay, Beretta doesn't make an open gun that you would want to shoot for six days. <laughs> Well, uh, but, but, but okay. JJ's like he's like world renowned for getting second place. So I mean, I feel like so not let him there. get let him get second to this Garen here. No, so um, like yeah, I mean, I think okay, so. What and and I rated uh, uh, JJ higher, so I'm just arguing against my own interests here. Um, I put I think I put JJ yeah. Um, you had JJ um, at sixth. I had JJ yeah. at eighth. We both had Singleton exactly. at seven. Okay, um, so I put JJ ahead of Singleton. Um, I, I think Jeff, you need to sort of consult your conscience here, <laughs> and really, I want you to officially sort of clarify where JJ should be. Officially, okay, he should be. Sixth. Sixth. That's the word you're looking for. And then I yeah. also want you to tell me, what has he won in 2023? I don't think he's won anything, has he? So that's why it's like fair that he's where he is on the list. As awesome as a shooter as he is. Right. Th th and he and shot against the, against the people on this list, right? But you look at other people who shot against a bunch of people on this list and have won, and they're higher up. Yeah. yeah. Like JJ has not had a great year. I mean, I, I know he won... He won Production Optics World Shoot, but this year he has not performed all that well. Like he, he simply hasn't been as good as he normally is, and so that's that's why I have him down. And then, yeah, one hundred percent. What was JJ on the last list? On the the list previous to this, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, because I mean uh, I understand JJ slipping. That he was actually sense. he was actually lower on on this on the list last time as well. Okay, spring power rankings. Uh, JJ was seventh on the previous list. Okay. So yeah, having I would him, just, yeah, just leave him seventh, I would say. So then Garen would be sixth. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. Okay, we need – okay, you've waffled so much. We need an official – this is official. This is why I don't know if we can have Jeff be the one to break ties. Who is sixth and who is seventh officially right now? Mm -hmm. Decisive. Uh, JJ sixth, Garrett seventh. Okay, so the man who cannot show up to a match with a gun that works, uh, or with ammo that will actually exit the barrel reliably, 
is is the sixth best shooter in the country right now. Okay, sure. Well, I actually I don't think we should squib shame people. <laughs> no squib shaming. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, you see me, you see me going to bat for JJ here. Take note, people. But it's always something. Like, when is it not something? It's always something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it is that, it is always something. That's it's why that's I've stopped. Of... It's why I, I personally I've stopped talking about when my things break because I don't <laughs> want to be like the, the person who my friends think of as oh yeah, his dot broke right. Like of course that's why. Like, so no, you don't want to talk about that it. front sight. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about the front sight because I've only had the I've only used the gun for two weeks and the front sight fell off. That's can not. Just, can you not make your stuff work? Like that's ridiculous. Come on. And Figure people it out. blame me. It's like, okay, what did I do? Did I put on the front sight? Is it my torque spec on the front sight? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. There shouldn't be any torque at all. It should be a friction fit. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can't tell you that. So those are the power rankings. If you guys got fired up about it, listeners, if you got fired up about it, good. Like this is, it is opinion based. There are people like Jeff. There are people like my buddy, Michael Poggi. They get really frustrated and really mad at these discussions because, because of its opinions and they, they want an ELO system. They, they want to just, it just be straight numbers and they want, they cannot anything that's not just factual numbers. This is just who earned it they just their mind gets blown because they can't they can't <laughs> handle it and that's fine an elo system is really difficult in our sport because because of all the different divisions because of the lack of consistency of elite talent shooting all the different divisions at all the major matches it's really really difficult i think to have it an elo system be in any way accurate i've never seen one that i thought was remotely accurate at all mm-hmm. i i I think there's ways to do it, but it would take a whole lot of work. And Jeff, Jeff started doing this, but he got lazy and quit doing the work. So yeah, got lazy. Yeah, that the fits tracks. And Jay, Jay Slater's solution is pretty elegant. So he, it's not match elo; it's essentially stage elo. So for for Jay of Mars, for, for people with the mm-hmm. internet, um, the way he's runs that is by stage. So you get much more. Um, data that way than if you were by matches. Hmm. So you gain and lose ELO on stages across a match. So you get a lot of data from just one match. Exactly. Interesting. One bad stage hurts you, but it doesn't hurt you as much as it might in match finish. Yeah. So you can overperform in ELO your match finish if it's one bad stage that drags down your match percentage. That's interesting. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to kind of, I have not looked real deep at his, I've seen it and, and I've seen it in that I have seen like where people rank and I've kind of thought that, that, that seems a little not right. Um, But I think he's he's working on it, and I'm glad that, I'm glad that he is. I, I think that's really cool. I, I think there's I like having a a points just strictly a points based system that is not that is not opinion based. But I also really like the opinion based stuff because there's some nuances to it that can come into it, and 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 it creates more discussion. Quite frankly, 
the ELO system, there's not a whole lot of discussion other than to talk about the system. And I don't really care to talk that, to spend a lot of time arguing about a system. I'd rather argue yeah. about, about how good JJ is or isn't. But it is cool that we've got different ranking systems popping up out there. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then the, the, my, my other question, we've, we've kind of discussed the, the tiebreaker scenario. So originally this was just me when I first started doing, it was just, just me doing the power rankings. And then I brought potato on because potatoes neurotic. He follows, but he follows local matches out there. He, I mean, he's, he's insane. And so like it, it seemed, it's, and he's, he's appropriately insane and appropriately crazy to, to, but he's re- he's also reasonable. So the question is is do we want to add more people? Should should there be more than just two of us creating these power rankings or not? I don't think I trust Jeff to put him on the committee, so he's not going to be on the committee other than as a tiebreaker. <laughs> Frankly, because he's he's just going to rely on everybody else's research. Yeah, it's uh, too much of a time commitment, so I'm out. Yeah, that's what I figured, but. The, should we add more people to it? And that's open. That's open to you guys, but that's also open to the audience. I would love to hear your feedback. If you yeah. think you, if you think you should be on the committee to to uh, to submit your power rankings, send me your top fifteen, and I want a synopsis for each person why they're why they're in your top fifteen. And if it's, and go it's, go join the Discord so you can argue about it in there. Yeah, you ha- you're going to almost have to be on member on the Discord. So do that. You don't have to be. It's not actually true. You don't, I'll take other people that aren't on it, but it's better if you are. So what do you guys think? Do you all think we should add more? I mean, I think if, if there's somebody out there that's like a freak about it, like Potato is, then it would be interesting to have their input for sure. Yeah. I kind of agree. I don't know how many other potatoes there are out there. Oh, yeah, one's enough potatoes. for me. <laughs> World's full of potatoes. Can't really open the door without running into one of them. Uh, that's great. And, you know, I don't have any particular insight. I just have a lot of data. Or you also have a lot of interest, so. Yeah, I don't know too many. I don't know many people who are bigger fans of the sport of USPSA than potato. Well, I like excellence. It's not like the sport and the structure. It's not like I wake up and I think, you know, thank goodness for the board of directors who every day gives us phenomenal sport out of their generosity, kindness, and leadership. Um, I really love excellence. And when so power rankings are great because it is kind of about excellence. It's like these mm-hmm. are the people who, if you watch them on a stage, they will perform excellently. And when you see that, and when you see that, happen whether it's you know a video later or you're you're standing there that to me is exciting mm-hmm. especially because there's no one in our sport who does anything that i think i couldn't do that there's i got a, a lot of people who do things i can't do it right now but they're not inhuman feats i'm not watching you can't people. move like me i'm too <laughs> bendy you're old you are too bendy and i am too <laughs> old. um that's true but yeah, i don't watch you so <laughs> wow! <laughs> Burn. Blocked. I'm not sending you any match video. And I love your match video. You are very bendy. 
you're kind of a low port specialist. Yeah, every time I see a low port on the stage, I find the tallest member of my squad and I just mock them. <laughs> Man, what a what a title, low port specialist. <laughs> That's a good. I'm putting that on a jersey. <laughs> How many people are in that club, Potato? Low low port specialist. Me just, and uh, every woman that uh, signed up to shoot the match. Right. Yeah. Everyone with. <laughs> everyone under five six. Yeah, uh, just, people with good just, hip flexibility. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so athletes, young people. So young people, Caitlin, Heron. True. I wish I women. could shoot a match against Heron. He keeps <laughs> dodging me. He's, He's too scared of your low port action, man. It's, That's it's, right. <laughs> it's true. Jeff knows all about being dodged. <laughs> Jeff, um, you were going to say something earlier. Oh, I was going to ask on power rankings. So, single stack nationals. There's nobody in single stack nationals, like even at the top end, right? Maybe a Vlieger. 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 Okay. Yep. So, Mia or Jeremy. Well, not Jeremy. If I win single stack nationals, do I get on the list? Is that enough? It depends. Well, because we're going to have raw data straight across with production. And so then we can kind of see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, right. if you if you win single stack nationals and you're 15% back on a production winner, then I'm going to rate some of those production people higher. Right. And if you win single stack nationals and you're 5% up on the production winner, that's a pretty good argument for being on the list. Hey, we're going to have some good prop bets going into Ironside Nationals with all the different divisions going on. Yeah, it's be interesting. those are going to be, those prop bets are going to be fire. They're going to be busting. <laughs> Respectfully. So, I, I do have <laughs> evidence of a few people now in Ironside uh, super squads who did not qualify for them from last year. So that's a good argument for the two of you. Oh, Wait, what? Say that again? I'm saying there's a couple of the Iron Sight Super Squats that have shooters currently on them who did not sort of qualify for them based on match placement last year. So there's some degree of discretion um, for the match director. Yeah, hmm. there always so has been technically Ted Murphy. on the Super yeah, Squads. I mean, yeah, I think Ted Murphy is technically the match director. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right, right now it, we have a squad that has me, Jeff, and John McClain on it. So – if, we? Yeah. That's what so if, Super Squad B. I mean, in in some reality, yes. Uh, so if if we got bumped to the Super Squad, that'd be cool. Like this, I didn't. I did not earn my way on the Super Squad. My my nationals last year was atrocious, and so if they want to say that and say, yeah, you don't, you shouldn't be on the Super Squad, I hundred percent accept that. From just a standpoint of the number of GMs at single stack nationals, then that would put Jeff, John and I on to the super squad from just from that standpoint of more of who's not there rather than who is there. So, so right now on the super single stack, super squad, you got Tim Heron, uh, Robert, Oh God. Uh, sir. No, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. He has Caesar in, uh, quotes out to the side. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's from Europe. And then we have Elias, Vlieger, and uh, Robbie. So that's that's the only people on there right now. Right. So there's there's lots of open spots. That they they're gonna need to they're gonna have to fill that squad with people some way somehow. And so then that well, are they gonna do that? Are they gonna combine the five revolver shooters onto that and and have a combined squad that right. way? Are they gonna put uh, combine it with a women's super squad of some kind? There's not a women's uh, single stack super squad. No, just well, I assume that they're gonna have a lady super squad that probably encompasses several divisions. Would be my assumption. Uh, you know, so what? How are they gonna fill that squad out? That that'll be up to I guess yeah. the match director and how they want to do so. How about the so uh, six people signed up for L10? Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, USPSA just asked me a, a survey today if they should exist, and I said no. You know, <laughs> it would actually right. it would actually be awesome if we could if we could get those six we people could ice to that division before. The yes. Match. Oh. Yes, so that there's nobody sign up for limited ten for nationals at all. That would be fantastic. That that would be. Then they had like they and they still. I would love it because they would still have like a trophy made, and what Ted Murphy just takes it home because he's because <laughs> he's president. I don't know what you do. I would love to anybody that's shooting limited ten. I would love for them all to shoot a different division because that yeah. would be great. It is pretty telling that like the one match that people would actually shoot L10. There's six people. I mean, there's 28 in Revolver, so. We right. had 39 last year. I mean, so Revolver Nationals are typically 30 to 40. Yeah. yeah. Koji's not even signed up yet. Cause, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the other thing, last thing on, on the power rankings, the other thing that I love about it is that we also have a lot of names that probably people don't haven't heard of. People know who JJ is. They know the Christians, the Nils, the like what our traditional top seven, pretty much everybody knew those people. Yeah. But this does give, there are a lot of people now that, that people haven't heard of that they may not know if they're not local to them or anything like that, that, Hey, there are other people in this sport who are really, really good. who you may just not have heard of yet. And this is kind of a way to get some of those up and coming names out there for people to have heard of them hopefully to be watching for them in scores and bring some more interest you may look at a match score and and nils and christian aren't there and so it's like oh nobody good here shot but then you look it's like well oh joey sourland shot this and he shot against gianni giovanni's like oh those people are actually they're known to be really good this was actually a they had some really good shooters here so i i really do like that uh, I did say I was last the last 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 thing. Jacob Hetherington made a post on Instagram that he's actually he's taken a hiatus from shooting until November, I think, which would be Ipsic Nationals and Area Two. Uh-uh. I, bu- I believe he's I believe his wife's about to have their first child uh, oh, wow. fairly soon, and so I assume he's taking That's just a good a excuse. Bit of a, yeah, I, I think like he's, he's taking just a part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Caton is coming after him, and <laughs> he knew he knew it is time for me to take a break. I need to go train up before I try to compete against him. 
so he will probably be dropping off the list or, or very low to the list in the in the upcoming ones mm-hmm. because he will not be if he's not competing at all then yeah, yeah there's no you can't, no room for people having kids on this list no get him off absolutely not get him off Bad how, how, many people, how many people on this list have kids uh, I don't know. JJ That's a good does. Question. Max, Max, Max does. does. JJ, JJ does. does. I th- is that it? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Did we accidentally create a list of top shooters without children? <laughs> okay, Jay Beal. Jay Beal, who's in others receiving votes, he has he has kids. Dazi in others receiving votes, he has kids. <laughs> Okay, I, I was not aware of Dazi. I don't know Dazi at all. Uh, so, yeah, Dazi is I, I mean, the evidence is pretty. The evidence is fairly clear. If you want to do excel mm-hmm. in this sport, having kids is not the way to do that. Right, because our yeah, yeah, because our JJ and and Max on this list, like, would they still be there if they didn't have their their history from when they didn't have kids? <laughs> It's a good well, question. J- JJ's strongest shooting came in like the second act of his career. It's true. Yeah, yeah. it's true. What oh, year no, was that? that he had kids. Like in his thirties is really when he became as strong a shooter as he is. But what year was it when he was like? Uh, did he was like nine, first? It was nine. It was nine days of nationals. That would be four years. Was that twenty nineteen? I think I think it was 2019 it's earlier when than he that. had 2019 his. 2019's not nine days in nationals. Yeah, I think it was, uh, think it was 18, right? 18's not nine days in nationals. Yeah. Okay, then it was 2018. That was his best year. Yeah, okay, so 2018 was his best. That was when he was he was at his best. Okay, we'll move on. We're moving on. Wow, we spent a lot of time on that. So we were on the Discord Surprise. this morning. Uh, before we move, before we go to that, Shooters Connection, they're sponsoring this episode. We mm. very, very much appreciate that. If you have anything, I am out of almost out of pasters. I got to order some pasters. I need. I'm actually want to try out some of those. I think their Double Alpha makes the dry fire mags, so I'm probably going to order some of those soon. But anything you need for the shooting world, Shooters Connection is going to have it. They support the sport. They sponsor hundreds of matches every year. Buy from them. Use the link that we have. So it kind of shows that, that you heard, heard about it from us. It helps us and support them. Are there any shout outs? We don't have any new shout outs. No, we don't have any new shout outs. We get PR. uh, I had stuff in my shooters connection cart the other day and I was like, Oh yeah. And I went back and I found the link (laughs) and I reopened it from the link and moved my cart over. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, this is why you get to come back on the podcast, Potato. It's for things that's like that. That's it. That's the reason. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I was on the uh, What? Yeah, we don't we don't have any new shout outs, so go ahead. Okay. So I was on the Discord this morning. Jeff was talking about working out. He likes to talk about working out a lot. He'll take the simplest workout ever and he'll make it seem like he's just done a marathon. It's impressive, actually. I'm jealous of of that skill. But he was talking about engaging his core and he was talking about how he was doing some sort of exercise and he felt like he was engaging his core like he feels whenever he's shooting. And Mm -hmm. I was – my question was like, 
you feel yourself engage your core while you're shooting. And I was, I was just baffled because I think the only time I've ever felt like been aware of my core being used while shooting was trying to shoot prone at one point. Like where you're, I think it was probably area three where you were on a, an elevated platform, your feet are hanging off the back and you're doing like this porpoise pose, right? To try to shoot prone. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I had to use core muscles then. But otherwise, like just running around shooting, I, I'm sure my core is being engaged, but I've never been aware. You didn't even shoot, you didn't even shoot prone on that stage. No, but I, I but I, in the walkthrough, I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I ever engaged my core was actually on a walkthrough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that that was the conversation, and then and then I don't know I don't remember how, how where it went from there, but it started talking about Olympic lifts, and Katon was like, "Are you sure about that, Jeff?" And so Jeff, are you where, sure about what, that? Yeah, what are you talking about, Jeff? And what's happening here? Uh, all right, so I have this. It's really just a a theory or an opinion, I guess, um, but. I wasn't trying to say that strength training wasn't beneficial to sports. Not at all what I was saying. What I was saying was that people who train, uh, and I've said this before on here, people who train more hypertrophy style training where they're like, you know, doing a curl and they're trying to feel their specific like breaky here. They're trying to curl it and feel that specific muscle and flood it with lactic acid and just roast it. Like they're trying to just feel that tiny little muscle I don't feel like that type of training is conducive to having well-developed motor skills. That's what I was saying. Okay, so for like, um, I pushed it, I pushed back on that because uh, I think that's dumb. Um, <laughs> but my yes. my um, like, if you if you simplify the argument that you're making, is it effectively that? Uh, specificity in the type of training you do and like more specific uh, the more compounded the like negative effects would be where if you if you train something really specifically rather than just being an intuitively good natural athlete then the type of person you're describing gets worse results like if you take a a naturally gifted athlete and mm. say all right um isolate your biceps brachii and and uh work it out until you can't like curl anymore like they will they will develop either bad habits or see bad results or something to that effect is that like a fair representation of what you're saying essentially yeah i, I would think that that type of training would hinder your coordination essentially okay um, so for just for like context, my background, uh, before getting, um, autistically hyperfixated on shooting, uh, my previous hyperfixation was Olympic weightlifting and my, um, accomplishments there was, uh, I set the, uh, state record for my weight class in, uh, the snatch and clean and jerk. And then, um, you know, also took gold at that time, two time undefeated champ, but, uh, the reasons for that are silly because they just didn't hold mats or hold the uh, state champ next year. So, uh, undefeated, 
<laughs> but yeah. like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, are you are you it's still like, strong it's like or are you has like, been? I'm still strong. I have just been uh, much more interested in shooting than um, adding kilos to my Olympic lifts. Okay, just just checking. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, but like, you know, it's it's like flexing like a soft a soft state match that nobody gives a shit about. Like it's <laughs> I'm not like you know actually very strong. I'm just um a threatening big pack person, much like my shooting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I do have a good understanding of like how to do general strength training and how to do um, technical training that requires a lot of specificity, such as a technical Olympic lift or similar in structure to uh, learning an instrument or very similar to shooting, which is why it was like a very quick like carryover like once you once you got over the specifics of like how to hold a gun and all that shit the the way to train how to hold a gun and shoot a gun better had like broad scope very very similar applications um for training style so my my pushing back on this type of um argument that specificity makes a natural athlete worse at the thing that they are you know either paid to do or passionate about um i don't think is true for most people but i'm definitely not going to say that there isn't like some kind of freak who is exactly that person and they just intuit how to be good at whatever they're doing and uh just figure it out um but uh i think that you there is a, a phase in most people's training which is usually like the first however many years it takes to get them to like the top 1% where you do like 100 fucking percent do need that specificity. Like you look at like doing trigger control or shooting like fucking doubles, like fine tuning the way you hold the gun, the way you lock your wrist, like you have to engage and deliberately not engage very specific parts of your hand and your arms and like relax tension in your shoulders, like all the, all that shit is 100% the specificity that, like, you would be describing. And um, whether you do it intuitively or not, like, that is being trained when you shoot, when you give an input, you shoot the gun, and you see the results. And then, like, once that is learned and made, like, your habit, then, yeah, fuck yeah, 100%, it's intuitive. And if you're consciously thinking about it, you're, like, you're slow, and the results are worse. But Mm. it it had to be paid attention to first. Right, right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, and that does make sense. Um, Some backbone, Jeff. <laughs> no, I mean... Oh, you're just going to lay over and die and wilt, like, just that quickly. I do have a really commanding presence. Well, I don't want to just say that even about see me. you. I mean, I don't want to... <laughs> I'm sparing you. I want to have a conversation imagine- first. Just imagine Bob Crow, but bigger. <laughs> the, like you, you may have a commanding presence, but I'm like, no offense, the voice is not that scary. That's true. I'm not it's, a scary person. I'm just a silly little not, guy. It's not quite Potato's voice, but it's not. I mean, I can't see you. Like you, you, you could be flexing on me right now and look very scary, but I'm not scared yeah. right now. 
Okay, so I think I think where and where this went into the Discord is is Jeff kind of brought up other athletic sports, aka golf, aka tennis, uh, and he even brought you even brought up basketball. I thought I thought basketball was a bit more of a reach there, uh, but like you're you were saying that like you see those people working out and like the workouts they're doing, I, it, you were basically saying they're terrible at that part of it compared to somebody who like Katone used to do, like actually works out that they're not, they're not at all competitive with them in any sort of way. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't saying they were terrible at working out or that's not what I was trying to say. That may have been what I said. Um, I was trying to say they're terrible in comparison. Like if you compare them to someone who trains specifically, um, that like, uh, what do you say? Katon hyper specificity of yeah. like a a specific muscle. Like you watch someone who is like a career bodybuilder, and you watch them do a bench press, and it almost looks like a machine. Like like there's no off balance. Like they have it it dialed in to where they are hitting like that very specific muscle. It's just a machine, right? And uh, like you watch someone like a tennis player do a bench press, and and it looks like an an average show and it's like it's all over the place it's off balance because that's not that's not the type of training they do they do like you know more explosive technique driven training um so that's that's what i was saying in that regard is they don't do and what they say about bodybuilders is like they're not just moving weight they're training very specific tiny little muscles all the time and that's that's the difference between a a bodybuilder and a normal trainer a bodybuilder could pick up a 20 pound dumbbell and get a lot better work in one muscle than an average person could because they have that connection to where they're squeezing that one muscle uh, over and over and over again so that's what i was saying is that if you took someone who is hyper athletic and you made them do an exercise where they had to train like one individual little muscle and make it like mechanically perfect I didn't think they would be as good at it as someone who is, that's the only type of training they do. I think that's fair, but, um, you know, who would be like the other person has already <laughs> devoted that time to like learn the specificity or like learn the yeah. specific motion that they're doing like that. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so, amusingly, I did like I do recall like a video of like uh, Rich Piana or like some other like you know pro level uh, bodybuilder like shooting a Glock or whatever uh, on one weekend, <laughs> and it just like looked like a toy in his hand, and his technique looked like shit, and it was really funny. But uh, it is yeah. the funny inverse of what you're describing. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I the train of thought comes from. It's like you see a bodybuilder trying to do anything athletic, and it's hilarious. Like. Like they almost like don't have any coordination. And so that's kind of where my train of thought comes from is that that style of training does not lend yourself well to being coordinated well in uh, more dynamic movements. Is this right? a long form justification for you sort of letting go of big lifts <laughs> and focusing on functional this. exercises? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't pick up that thread till now. Maybe this was obvious to everyone else, but now I get it. It's like, why are you investing yeah. in this argument? Okay. 
And I fully support you. I use you as an example all the time why I let go of big lifts. Like, well, this guy, Jeff Cawson, on a podcast, he's like, I'm just going to focus on the functional stuff. That oh my God. But, like, I, play. I mean, but you're to, – to make a slightly – I think maybe a different point, you can take a basketball player who is extremely coordinated – or any other professional athlete who are like, they're professional athletes and they are that for a reason, Like usually their yeah. coordination is off the charts and you can give them a golf club. And most of the time it's, it's atrocious. It looks like, like they don't look like they're athletic at all. Like they can't hardly swing a golf club. Hmm. Uh, you, 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 you take these people who are super coordinated and you put them in, in these other things that they're not, that they haven't, done like their body's like i don't know how to do this this is really strange and weird and they they can't do it so i i do think there's there's a point where you specialize your body into movements and your body gets used to those movements and it becomes coordinated like yeah nils is, i mean i get i get what you're saying but the reason i was comparing it to weightlifting is because people lift weights because they think it's going to make them better at this sport deal. So I was mm -hmm. saying that a type of weightlifting, mainly hypertrophy style training, I don't think is very beneficial to something athletic. Okay. So, okay. So let's, I think you're let's just focus. mad that Shane Coley's beaten you every time <laughs> you've uh, shown up at yeah. the same match. Nope. Nope, I beat him. L10, L10 Nationals 2020. Yeah. When you came third, you did beat Shane Coley. That is true. Uh, like, so, I mean, that, that is the question. That, that is a good question is, is there benefit in USPSA shooting to working out, to physical fitness? At what point is it a benefit? At what point yeah. is it not? Yeah, I mean, of course it's a benefit to be physically fit. That's, yeah, that's not even a question in my mind. I'm going to take a strong stance and say, no, there isn't. Because there is not <laughs> enough money in the sport for the people who are not fit to be punished by it. I mean, they're just not as good. That's a punishment. I think so it's I've the, seen I people shaped like bowling is... balls win majors. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, that's that's true. But more people in decent shape win majors. Yeah, but I mean, decent shape versus like somebody who is like fit. Like, there's a there's a pretty drastic difference there, right? Like, well, and what was the longest stage you shot that didn't involve a malfunction? Forty seconds. What are you talking about? What's the just longest time stage wise. you've shot? Yeah, just time-wise. The longest stage you've shot. I don't know. It's probably like 30-something seconds. So the What's the most like physically speed? demanding prop you had to navigate? 20 That's pounds? Good question. Probably not that heavy. <laughs> the worst I've seen are like the, the balance beam seesaws and... Um, I don't even think I've seen this in USPSA, but like the Ipsic stages where you have to jump over a blue barrel that's like laying on its side, mm -hmm. like that's that's like it. That's as hard as it gets. The one where I got area three, where I got COVID, where you had to jump out of the back of that Ilkomino, <laughs> that one would have. Yeah, been. for parody, everyone has to have COVID. 
You can only shoot if, you, if you're paused. <laughs> Jeff tried to give it to as many people as he possibly could. I tried, yeah. I tried to give it to Cody. Shook his hand that day. I sat yeah. with the brown boys at dinner. None of them got it. Yeah. Uh, not all of us are weak. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question as far as as far as what what is the level of physical fitness that that is required of our sport and it honestly the the bar is actually extremely low as far as what's required from that and then the the question becomes kind of what benefit is there in all honesty for a standalone stage there's if you're if you're generally within standard weight limits like if you're not considered obese like you're probably going to be fine if if you start getting too obese and morbidly obese, your movement's going to be hampered. But even that is not – even that's not – you can still shoot really, really well even at that. Uh, so I don't, I don't think there's – outside of – at a very elite level, I think there are some footwork drills that could be – like you could, you could increase your coordination with your feet. At a very, very elite level, like your shooting has to be like so rock solid, like that your shooting's never in question for that to matter. Uh, there are some footwork technique drills and and just working on some coordination from that that could matter. But outside of that, nationals were shooting seven stages in a single day, in a half a day. It's not like we're doing like this massive marathon where you it's a conditioning thing. I mean, Jeff's talked about getting tired, and so maybe there is a conditioning thing that I've never, I've never really experienced that too much uh, from a physical standpoint. Day. Yeah, in half day format, I don't think there is like a like conditioning doesn't really come into factor. Nationals right. is much much easier than a twelve stage area match where you're yeah. shooting in a single day, like a six seven stages with a yeah. I think the twelve stage format for me at least. It's the combination of mental fatigue, with physical drain, just from being on your feet, being in the sun all day, like sort of sun drunkness, you know, it's 96 degrees, 98 degrees, there's not a lot of shade. You've walked six miles pasting. Um, it's not that your top end physical performance isn't there. It's that your bottom end, like tolerance for discomfort and mental clarity well experiencing discomfort isn't there and that's where i think like fitness baseline fitness helps people that people who um can sort of push through how they're actually feeling benefit whereas i think a lot of weightlifting, if you get into that to any degree it's going to hurt your shooting because you're going to show up to matches in pain and I'm sure I was just doing it wrong, and someone can correct me. But when I did a lot of weightlifting, like something was always hurt. It just chased mm -hmm. injuries around different parts of the body. Yeah. So I'm gonna post. I post this video uh, in the in the chat here. This is a video of Hunter Labrada, which is one of the world's best bodybuilders right now. He's like, uh, he's inside the top ten in the world. I know that for sure. Um, and he is having a range day. And shooting, so it's it's a very good good video of someone who specifically trains hypertrophy style doing some shooting. So I'm not going to say whether it proves a point or not, but 
watch it. It's interesting to see someone that large who does that style of training. Now, there's also a lot of PEDs involved and stuff. So this dude's like way bigger <laughs> than than a normal person would ever get, right? Uh, but still, it's interesting. So I'll put it in the uh, in the description. Y'all go watch it if you want. Ah, uh, he's working those uh, one shot times. Always a key drill. <laughs> Draw and fire a single shot in the direction of steel. You got Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, Trevor Cotter actually. I'm gonna get Trevor Cotter shot out here. He actually told me that he's like best buddies with Hunter Labrada. So he may have taught him how to shoot. I don't know. <laughs> Tell him you taught him wrong. <laughs> you taught him wrong, Trevor. <laughs> this is bad. Feel bad. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't consider – I'm not a, an ex, a workout person. I'm not a fitness person. I don't consider myself at all to be in that. I have a decent level of conditioning for an average person is what I think. I don't think that has really benefited me on the shooting range. You, you have from a, a match to match basis. Higher, you have a significantly higher level of conditioning than all the people who are conditioning athletes. Yeah, I would I would agree. Like you're and in the top I don't, ten percentile, uh, easy for conditioning, easy. Probably. I think I could five. beat you on the uh, hundred meter sprint, but I'd have an asthma attack afterwards, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Are you going to be in Area 3? No. Oh. Oh, you should come. I'm not, going, I'm not flying. <laughs> you should come. We can race. It doesn't that next is to a just hard match to fly to, though. My goodness. Yeah, we haven't uh, mentioned it in a while, I don't think. But aside from Area 3 also being where everybody's supposed to shoot single stack, uh, Jeremy and I are still supposed to race at Area 3. 100 meter, 400 meter. And sixteen hundred meter, and you've been you've been doing the sixteen hundred. We've seen your progress. Uh, yeah, I've been running. I mean, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. So, uh, all right, well, for the sixteen hundred, I, 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 I picked Jeremy to put one minute on you. That's that's fair. I don't. To be clear. I, I, that's my problem. So the <laughs> like the I mean like. If we're, are we, I assume each race is worth a point, and so whoever wins two of the three races is that is that what you're thinking? I you honestly hadn't, hadn't really that. thought that we would like declare an overall winner. I thought we were we were just going to race and, and just see, see who wins. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't think that we were actually going to like declare a winner. I mean, we can do that if you want. Well, so we I it. mean, look, look, my where I'm at, like. Jeff doesn't have a chance at a mile, I don't think. Like, Jeff can make himself suffer for a while, but in a mile, I don't think he can suffer enough. His conditioning just isn't – unless he's doing lots of stuff that he's simply not posted at all about, which I would be a little bit surprised, a mile's going to hurt him to, to beat me in because you'll have to be sub-six. I got some meth. I think it's going to help. <laughs> well, I wouldn't su be surprised if you had supplements. <laughs> uh, I guess we did not Get declare a, a, a buddies. 
We didn't declare a drug drug test test event. That's true. That's true. But like the hundred, I'm not a fast person. So I could very easily see Jeff beat me at a hundred in a hundred meters. If I don't know if Jeff's fast or not, I just know that I'm not fast. And so then I think like, I think I will win the 100. I think the 400 will be a good race. I think it'll be the only good race. That's um, like that's the one that's interesting, the most interesting. Well, there's, there's room in the 400 to really push. Yeah. Yes. And to try and recover, and overexert yes. yourself early. <laughs> yeah, can the we 400 do the mile? Be a good race. Can the mile be the first race? No, no, we're not doing that. Oh, that's lame. But I, but I do pick you for a minute on the mile. We can do the 100 last if you want. You want to do the 100 after the mile? We could do the 400, then the one mile, and then the 100. I, the I 400 is going to be the most interesting, so we could do it first. I don't think you want to do that. I don't, but it would be interesting. I think your best bet is to have the 100 first. I mean, it is. It is. But the, the 400 is going to be the most interesting. We'll go 100, 400 mile. I'm, I'm good with that. So, but all that to say, my working out, my, that sort of stuff is not really shooting related at all. It only, it's only shooting related in trying to extend my career is trying to extend my, my physical abilities as late as possible, as, as old as possible, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's really trying to avoid injury that sort of thing. It's not necessarily so that my peak performance at a single match can be better. There's other stuff that I do that I need the physical fitness for, um, for, for backpacking, hunting, snow skiing, that sort of stuff that that's, and then just simply just wanting to be healthy. My, my interest in working out is not to work out. I don't like working out. I would just assume quit, uh, doing it, but I really, you haven't good. like developed any sort of like desire to like. He doesn't allow himself to feel to such work out. Human things. I look, look, people that like, like all, all due respect to Caton and his his former life of being. But no, shit's a, hard, man. Like, wh- who? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's work. Uh, it is work. Like, but like if if the working out is your hobby, like I don't get that in any sort of way. Like the working out should be enabling you to do something else. Like not the working out is not like, I don't, at some point I will probably run a marathon because I want to like, just to test as just a test, but I'm never going to pay somebody to let me run a marathon. I don't understand that. Why would you pay somebody? Hey, let me come run on your street. I can do that for free. I don't, I don't need to pay for that. Well, you you should Uh, come up here and run the free marathon. Where then you get to run with a bunch of other people, but you don't have to pay. It's, it's beautiful I, December weather in Maine. It could oh, be geez. raining instead of snowing. It's a lovely <laughs> Millinocket. It's just an hour and a half uh, from a small regional airport. Uh, You'll have to connect. I'm, to I'm out on that too. Yeah, I, I don't need to do that. <laughs> maybe if you had some really good whiskey and I got to eat lobster for like three days, that maybe. Uh, hopefully, maybe you can eat some moose. They're just in the water. Just go get them yourself. Okay. You might have me. Like, I might. I might would do that. You give me some moose tenderloin, some tongue. I've never had – elk tongue is excellent. I've never had a moose tongue. So, save the tongue when you shoot it. 
and we can maybe we'll do something with that. I'm down. I had to lure you to a marathon with promises of moose tongue. That sounds <laughs> yeah. really wrong. Hey. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh. Wait, you got anything else on that? I got one more thing I want to talk about. Let's hear it. Okay, so I shot a club match this last weekend, and I shot some new bullets. So I want to talk about that. They're a little interesting. So, and I talked to to Rubens, and he said I could talk about it. So he's been uh, in the developing stages of a new bullet coating since December. So for the last six, seven months, uh, he's been working with a polymer engineering firm working on a new coating and we got to test them out this weekend at a match anyway they they seem to be doing really great so uh, i've been noticing a little bit of smoke when i was shooting lately not terrible but it's like every once in a while you're coming into a position you shoot the smoke's noticeable it's like oh i saw smoke um so i didn't have any of that with these uh these coating it's it's very similar to like the the blue bullet coating. Like it looks a lot thicker and a little bit more matte. Um, but I didn't feel like any of it really came off on the hands. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not as much as uh, like when you're doing blues and you get a bunch of the blue on there. Which honestly, the blue never really bothered me, but it seemed to bother some people. Uh, but anyway. The coating is is pretty interesting, so I think it's going to be another month or so, maybe two months before that coating is going to the public, and you can get those. But uh, be be on the lookout for those. So I'm going to be shooting the new ribbons coating this year. It's black. It's black coating. It's no longer mauve. I liked the mauve, but like that disappoints me a little bit. Yeah. I know. I have yeah. a few we'll... comments on my sort of lipstick bullets. <laughs> but it does appear to be a, a really solid solid coating. He sent me some some videos of like different different tests that he's done on them. The like melting tests and different smoke tests and, and things like that. So it's been pretty cool uh, him being in development and uh, doing all the research and and getting that dialed in. Has he tested them on the front feed lip um, ramp on a Metgar mag? I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Do you question. know what I'm talking about, Jeremy? So coated bullets, uh, when I'm pushing them into a Metgar single-stack mag, there's that little bit of a feed ramp that they put at the front instead of a, a recess. And I yeah. drag a little bit of whatever high-tech or whatever coating I have on bullets gets dragged off every time I'm pushing uh, I mean this this coating is a lot more scratch resistant than That's the previous coating. That would have been a better way to phrase that. <laughs> so yeah. I use the metal form mags for nine and they have okay. that ramp too, but I've I've shot nothing but high tech bullets for the past ten years. Uh and and I it's not never been an issue for me from that standpoint. So well, I, might I look forward to shooting clumsier. Ruben's bullets. Yeah, that's that's true. I I really look forward to shooting Ruben's bullets. He he has all the molds that I used to use to to make bullets. So I'm going to be able to use 
I, if I want, I can use the same made, yeah. the same bullets I've always used, which is which that's cool. Um, but I'll, I mean, it'll be really curious to see how his coated bullets work with tight group. Right? Like we know high tech bullets in tight group really bad combo, especially in Tulsa. So it's good that you were your your club match you shot was in Tulsa. I don't know if you said that or not, but Tulsa is historically really humid can be extremely smoky. Uh, it can be really tough mm-hmm. if you're if your ammo is smoky at all. And so it's a that's, really that's good thing. It was incredibly humid when we shot because it had rained really hard and it rained all the way up to the match. And then the sun came out and it was about 85 degrees. So it was <laughs> incredibly yeah, If muggy. you don't have smoke in that conditions, then you don't have smoke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only only other best way to test it is we got some tight group lovers in the Discord, and mm-hmm. let them let them load some with tight group and see how it does yeah. with it. I've got some tight group. I'll test it. Yeah, test some Which with tight group and see how it does. Need them to be bad loaders who also under flare or over. Mm-hmm. Yes, under flare and over crimp. I'll get it under done. Under flare, over crimp, tight group. That's the real. <laughs> Especially if your like powder drop walks a little bit and you get variable like doses, that's perfect. That's exactly what type group needs too. If there's like a flaw Jeff in your case, type group is going to find it. <laughs> I can do all those things. Jeff's Jeff's on it. He's who you want for that. Yeah. All right, that, potato. That potato. I appreciate you coming on again, as always. Uh, even the. I'm not even call it homeless. The 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 lobster fisherman look. I'm I'm here for that. I hope I hope we can further yeah, real embrace that. Would be offended to hear me counted <laughs> in their ranks. This is not well, a lobsterman look. This is your original from... line was better. So it looks like I do have a job holding a sign at the Walmart. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> for the parking lot. Yeah, that that may be true. Uh, Katon... My dog is my dog is hungry. Sign. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Katon, I, I'm i going to always say it like that. Just get used to it. Perfect. Uh, but I appreciate I you it. you providing your expertise into Olympic lifts and telling Jeff that he's, he's dumb. And watching him wilt as quickly as he did on his position <laughs> was exactly what I expected, and I loved it. So I'm just here to uh, info dump to establish my dominance. Solid. That's that sounds great. Try to bring uh, try to bring an actual video next time. Next, yeah, next time. <laughs> I'm, next time, could you um, shit on the power rankings a little harder though? I mean, that was that was pathetic performance. Oh, I'm a uh, I'm like newish. I'm, I've been shooting for like what four years, so like I don't give a shit about anyone who uh, shot well before I shot. So uh, who care? <laughs> Some of these names I don't even know. Like the only reason I like followed JJ's career is because he and like Max were on the Shooting USA like video from I don't know ten years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like you know that documentary or whatever. I watched that shit on YouTube during COVID. So like anything other than that is just deep lore that I don't care about. (laughs) Deep lore. (laughs) Do you know who Rob Latham is? Oh yeah, he's that old guy who uh, shoots clocks. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> Got it in one. Perfect. Got it in one. Uh, it's the Glock Perfect. Desert Classic. Is sort of his uh, home area match every year, right? Yep, that's correct. That's correct. Oh my god! All right, guys, it has been fun. I appreciate y'all coming on, and I look forward to the next one. So 
if you guys have any comments or questions, please let us know. And I'm happy to try to address them if I can. Yeah. Amen.